Good evening. Okay. Let me start off with your question, so you don't have to remind me, because it's directly Nagaya to this. Uh, there is a fascinating machlekes, which Leolenu shouldn't be Nagaya, but it's Leolenu when we find out that something is treif and we thought it was kosher. That's really bad. And then it's not a great circumstance when you have to eat tarfus and somebody is sick. That already is certainly mutter, let me start with the first case because it will have some bearing on this. Most people assume it was brought up only five times last night during Shir. Tintam uh, Most people assume that it's a deep concept, but for whatever we can understand, for things up in Easter, it has something to do with the fact that the food is in your system. You eat something, it's, it's part of your body, so even if you do chuva, there's residual damage. And the discussion about Tintaman Efesh talks about residual damage. The question is, what's triggering the residual damage? We're not imagining things that Malchol Sassurus is sort of like on a pedestal in terms of we're trying to be extra careful because it's a love, and we're trying to be extra careful with shotness, with dogma, because it's a love. Shotness, as bad as it is, any love is pretty horrific. It's Chiyamakus, but it's not Tintaman Efesh, even though you're wearing it. And many other lavim don't even get close to you that you're wearing it. We're ingesting it, and there's not symptom and effish. So we all recognize, based on the Svarmagadesh and the references to it, that symptom and effish is something that could be Rahman Islam damaging in a long term way, residual. There's nothing that stands before Truva, but takes apparently a little more to get it out of your system. So what is that symptom and effish all about? So again, the assumption of most people, if you just think about it, knowing not much about Nyaninister, it's in your body, not on your body, not a lot of you just did by planting kalayim, it's in your body. And many Paiskim seem to be assuming that in their discussion. However, there is a significant shita that differs, and that was your question last night, and they say that yes, Certainly what's making this different is the fact that you're ingesting something and it's in your body, and Tintam is not a physical thing, it's Hanefesh. However, you can't have, they claim, you can't have Tintam if when you swallowed it, there wasn't an Isser. The Tintam is triggered by the Isser, but that could be true by any law, and of course the fact that you're ingesting it but not that it's still in your body, it's that it's still in your body and you swallowed it. Be'isr. Uh, what was that? Everybody agrees to that? Yes, uh, sort of. Everybody agrees that if Chalash Yeshba Sakana needs treif, we don't start talking about Tintam and Efesh and we just tell them to eat it and don't worry about it. The question is, is there... Does it happen, and is there any kapara needed afterwards? We're not going to discuss now, but that would be one of the nafkaminas. Uh, the other nafkamina is you talk about uh, where it's triggered. Is it in your body, and therefore there might be a myla to get it out, like causing yourself to throw it up? Or do we say, no, once it goes our base ablia, which is where the lav is done, it's not going to help you any. I remember I was once sitting at Second Seder, this is a couple of years ago, as a bacher, and I had a chavusa who was never late. 
Baruch Hashem, and one day, the only time I remember in three years, he was late. He was like a half hour late, and he came in. And I said, "Are you feeling okay?" And then I looked up. I sort of started saying it when I saw him approaching. I looked up. He looked white as a ghost. He says, "Everything okay?" He said, "Well, you know, let's learn." But Ben uh, Darim, I was just uh, taking a walk for some uh, good health in the Shmaita Melina Shosechem, and I saw some berries. And I knew they weren't poisonous. I wouldn't touch berries in general because unless you know what's poisonous. But he, he knew it wasn't poisonous. He started eating it, and that's actually quite good and tasty. And then, like, by the fourth and fifth berry, he's holding them and picking them off. He saw that it was, like, swarming. Pretty gross, as they'd say. Um, not just from the nauseating attitude, but from the halachic attitude. And a lot of years from and he realized the first four he ate were swarming also, and he just swallowed like 58 million lavim. And he was mamish, sick to his stomach and uh, very upset. And he had gone to ask somebody very chashuv, who, you know, <laughs> should I, uh, what do I do? What a kaparsh, I cause myself to throw up, which is not an easy task, by the way. Uh, some people could do it easier than others, I've noticed on perm. Uh, <laughs> it's not so easy. <laughs> cause yourself to throw up. He says, should I do it? Is it a maila? So this particular yeshiva uh, told him no, representing this, this half of the shikas, said no, it's not a maila, because you did the isa, pshia, shayge, gadis, whatever you want to call it, but what Inis certainly wasn't, a shtick of pshia, berries are known, both blackberries and these things, raspberries are known to be infested, and if you swallowed it, bepshia, the tintam anefesh is triggered when you swallow it. In fact, it's in your stomach now, if you throw it up, First, you won't get it all out, but even if you do, it's not going to fix up the tintamanefish. That's a pretty big enough kamina. And others might say that no, it's part of tintamanefish being your system, so if you get it out, that might be better for you. That's, that's quite enough kamina. There was a story that went around which I most claim is not true. So, why am I bringing it as a raya? But <laughs> you'll see, because it, if it's true, then. Might be a raya. If it's not true, you see that people make up these stories because they think along these lines. The Ramesha was once in a simcha, and there was a, a bottle of milk, and then uh, he, he asked for some, he's having coffee, whatever it was, and then he realized it was Chal Stam, and he went to the next room and he caused himself to throw up. Now, could that story have happened? Well, the uniqueness of the story is that Ramesha is the Balaheter for Chal Stam, even though in every truvi he keeps saying a Baal Nefesh, and I guess. Of course, Ramesh understood he was a Baal Nefesh, and he didn't want it in his system because there is a Shaila. Not only that it might be traced because who knows what got in, there are many Achram hold, as we discussed here at Night Seder a few years ago, that it's traced Midrabbanam because it's a little blue. Ramesh has a Kula on the first thing that the government inspection is enough, and the second thing that's not a little blue. But he still says he knew it wasn't Pashit, he's a Baal Nefesh, and he machmer. So I was told the story probably didn't happen, but if it did, it would be a chiddush, because that means that even though you swallowed it and it wasn't necessarily an isserb and that sada was, you're going to fix it up by getting it out of your system. Not everybody agrees to that notion. So that's a very important... So getting back to your original question, as we started introducing this last night, which we will reintroduce now, if Nebuchadnezzar needs to eat typhus, if it's hutra is... This is there any tintamanefish at all? So that might depend on whether you hold the pshat that it's triggered when there's an isser going basically as you swallow it. No isser over here, no tintamanefish. 
Or could you say that if it's the residual effect that's in your body, could you say it's tintamanefesh? Maybe it's more of a side, or maybe say no, it's hutra, it's a chavsishol heter. That would depend on hutra versus dechuyah, the say sit side. So that's why your question was a good question. So, yeah. I'll play the other side now. So if that's the case, if, if, if there isn't any in the tintum, then somebody eats something that was bottled. So that's another machlekes, so a further machlekes with a bigger chiddush. There, some machlekes would say that there's an Indian not to eat things that were bottled because there's something in there. And other machlekes not only disagree, they so strongly disagree, they say it's kfir. That's quite a dichotomy. Uh, the reason it's kfir is the Torah says this is bottled. So, okay, so you have to know what bits you're talking about. Is it halachacharoiv with three pieces of chicken? Most of us in the room here, myself included, if you had three pieces of chicken, and one of them was a Purdue, but only one, we would feel very uneasy to the level of queasy to eat all three. Let me do Bonnie can't eat all three anyway. But in the race, you could. So we would feel uncomfortable. So is that, well, can't be Kfir, but it's when it's Russian roulette. But that's only a din But if afterwards you toss one out, you still feel queasy. No, would that be Kfir? If, if you're not going to hold by rope, let's just say, right. we're basically relying on Starfus on, on Rove. Um, yes, we rely because you don't I, check every organ. Right, okay. Exactly. I have news for you. We rely on Rove for many things that are even more monumental. Kashrus is important. Rely on uh, yeah. I remember Rafriedel told us once if you're not going to rely on Rove and you're not going to rely Yeah, you're going to have big problems in every year. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. That's true. So, Shaila is is there room to or is it clear? That's the Shaila, not for now. Again, it would make an interesting topic, but the point is that the Nakuda of Timtom and Efesh is unclear, and, and a big bachlaik is how it works for something that's Nister. And over here, for Hutru and Duchuya, is it by nature the fact that Hutru create a, the fact on the ground that it's the Schazer is a Chesel Or Do we say, no, it's Hutru, as compared to Duchuya, we have yet to define the Nafkamedes, but there's still. Possibly some tintum and effish. If you hold that it's only based on the isser going down the base of Bliya, you didn't do anything wrong. So then it certainly wouldn't, would not cause tintum and effish. There were great people, tzaddikim, who were simple Jews, who were, if I read uh, stories about uh, during the Holocaust of uh, Yidin, who, stories about Gedolim who did this, and the stories about quote unquote Pashti Yidin. You finish these stories, you realize there are no Pashti Yidin, who went into the camps and we're in impossible conditions that we can't imagine being for five minutes. And they went that way for months and years, and there were people who made it and never ate the entire fish. Shaila is, why is that even mutter? It should be a chiv and shmaita and eat whatever can hold body and soul together. And that's the standard psaq. I believe it was mutter because part of it was religiously motivated to dafka, give them extra portions in Yom Kippur and make them entire And... Even though it's a Shiloh, whether that's considered Shah Sashmah, because most of it was secular anti Semitism, but there was a tzad that maybe somebody could stand up to make a Kiddush Hashem. And I think more importantly, they did it because they realized this would keep them going. Just like they had to the bake matzahs under those conditions, uh, it's hard to figure out because how you want to put yourself at Sakana for a Mitzvah Mitzvah is not Yahavayavar. But it kept them going. There are stories of, of children, children. 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds, who wouldn't eat tarifas. Well, forget, uh, forget G'daylam and G'daylam in terms of, of age. And um, it's incredible. So that comes from the notion that come what, yes, it's mutter and they don't want to manefesh, and they, they want to fight this, and this will give them chizik. Okay, so there's uh, what to discuss in terms of the harashah for such a chumrah, even though it seems to be connected to din. 
and suddenly they were uh, Tzadik alien. Okay, with that, let's go back to the Shiloh on page one of your copy. So the Rashba here has this incredible Shiloh where everybody was screaming and yelling after the Shear at the end of the Shear last night because everybody voted in the other direction. And I would have voted in the other direction also had I not known about the Machlaikis. Shalta Oid, Simit Tafresh Peites in the Chuvasa Rashba. Shalta Oid Shadia. As I said, many Rishayim evolved over here. All the daily Rishayim. Ashkenaz and Sfar, as we'll see in a moment. If he needs meat, you can shech for him. Obviously, he doesn't need it in a minute from now because it takes a while to shech and to um, have the meat available, to cook it, to roast it. If he's sick enough to shech, you don't have to take time to salt it and make it kosher, but it takes time to prepare. You can't eat raw meat. The option in front of you is there is a cheeseburger. I'm using cheeseburger. I don't want to confuse Basel Bacholov, but if I keep saying hamburger, I'll have to say McDonald's hamburger. So let's just call it a cheeseburger. It's the same thing. That's, the cheeseburger is still a love. And if it's Basel Bacholov, it's even more complicated than the Basel Bacholov part. So let's just, you know, trade for hamburger. I'm going to nickname it the cheeseburger. Which is better, to have me the Tiferes or to Shecht? I'm going to write what I feel is the answer. Now, what's fascinating about what you're about to see is that, come out, everybody agrees that the Shechita is a better option. The million dollar question is why in the world should that be? And there are various reasons given. Now, in the footnote, he helps us out. You can figure out who it is when you see the next line. Shahid. Now, just go back to history for a moment. It's fascinating. This is the first time since, or by Shani probably, that the Ashkenazim and the Sephardim ever got together in terms of being together or talking halacha or certainly psak halacha. And that's when the Marami Rutenberg was captured, held for ransom, thrown to jail, wouldn't allow him to ransom, and died in jail. His Talmud Muvik, who was the next god of the Ashkenazim, was the Rush. The Rush realized he might be next, and he ran to Spain out of the jurisdiction of Germany, and he ran to Barcelona. He ran to Barcelona, believe it or not, when the Rashba was still there. When the Rashba was nifter, he became the Rav in Barcelona, which is, might sound okay to us, but was never today. We have Sfarad Mashanaz and everybody's living together. That was unheard of. It was providential. It was the first time the Shittas started discussing what the other Shittas were. And there are many famous quotes from the Rush where he saw him in Hagim, he never saw him in his life, and he tried to explain uh, which one he thinks is more correct, less correct, and what the kashas are, what the rayas are. Remember, we spent by the trailers here. The Rush noticed that the Balabatim were wearing trailers. I'm sorry, the opposite. We brought a riot to trailers. He said the Balabatim were wearing linen. And the Gemara, one well, of the few cases we postulate, Beishamai, that if you have a linen garment, don't put tzitzes on. Now, linen garment is high and tzitzes, but there's a zeradrabon on that you might think you have trailers. And somebody sold you the phony stuff, and then you think you have trailers, you're going to wear a shotness, and it's mutter, a mitzvah, a musa, makam, the yeser shotness, asked the is saying, you're going to end up violating shotness. They made exer do if you have a linen garment, don't put on any tzitzes, period. A chiddish. And we pass the nepash then. And the Russian came to Spain, notice they're wearing linen with a very common material. They're wearing linen with linen tzitzes. 
at times didn't have tcheles. And he, first he thought it was wrong, and then he said, you know, we haven't had tcheles for so many years, and tcheles is not Nagaya. So therefore, maybe they're okay. If you remember, we discussed during our very long tcheles here that the rush didn't have a havamina that anybody would bring it back anytime soon. And he allowed uh, them to be makel, so to speak. So there are a lot of quotes like that where he was comparing notes, so to speak. So the Rashba is talking here. Shamati me'echa me'dele arabanam. That's the Rasha. Hey, b'shem arab, Mayor of Wittenberg, who's his Rebbe. Shahar lahate lishchit. And he voted in the direction of the shchita. Afilu b'makam she'yeshem nevelachiloi. And as I mentioned, everybody is going to agree to that psak. Shatam sha'amroli mishmoi cholishmoi. He says, I heard a reason, and it sounds weak to me. He's not attacking it because. As he says here in the footnotes, the reason he's going to say is very similar to what they quoted from the Marami Rutenbergs. The question is, the Rosh brings down a reason, which part was he quoting from his Rebbe, which part was he quoting from himself. We'll get to all the possibilities in a moment. I'm not going to talk about that reason. I want to tell you the other possibility. The Rush says, the reason is, and the Rashba quotes this, he doesn't disagree, but he goes on to give his other reason. He said, a from person, even if he's very sick, you tell him, we have an Avela ready, here's a cheeseburger, he's either going to get sicker as he eats it, or he's not even going to be able to get it down. Speak about throwing up. And we're trying to help the guy get better, not get sicker. And it would not be an option to just tell him that it's kosher meat? Uh, well, you have to get the McDonald's wrappers off and take the cheese off the thing. And, okay. I, can you lie? And, yeah. It's, it's a fake cheeseburger. It's a fake cheeseburger. It's probably going to taste different, by the way. Plus, it's available. It tastes different. I never, I never had the uh, reason to, uh, Baruch Hashem, uh, be in the matzah, I hope never to be. I, I don't know. Is there more salt? And the chicken... I know because I once told him I said here I was once trying to convince Mr. Goldberg who I didn't know from Adam uh, but he was behind me in line and he had a, pulled out a credit card and it said Hyman Goldberg and he was like 92 years old and he's buying a Purdue chicken <laughs> and I had a whole conversation with him and we had a share this once why don't you always have to have this conversation when you're in ShopRite uh, many, many years ago, and I haven't been in ShopRite or any of these places because we have kosher stores, but he was clearly Jewish. Uh, he even had a, like a strong Brooklyn accent, and he was buying a Purdue chicken. So I said, Mr. Goldberg, uh, why don't you get Empire? So he said, nah, Empire, it's not going all the way back there. Like he was open to the... He said, first he said, it's more expensive. And I said, I'll pay the difference. He said, it's too much salt. They have a lower salt uh, version. Uh, uh, what? Purdue is saltier? What? Purdue is saltier? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Fresher? Is it fresher? Shaftin takes more blood out of the animal, so it doesn't, doesn't have blood sitting in the meat. Okay. There are guys who daka buy like kosher chicken at Costco and stuff. Helps people uh, marry their kids off. It's good. It's good for the Jews. Lamaisa, uh, I assume, the answer, I assume that if you lie to him and then he tastes a difference and he gets more upset, we're not going to be ahead of the game. 
Yes, if you can lie to him and this is all we have and he's not going to get it down, then try lying first because you can lie first to the Pashas. So the Rush says a very practical reason. He says it's going to be more dangerous, he's going to get sicker, and we're not going to solve it, and he's going to chas Hashem down. That's reason number one. Reason number two, Valin Ira. Oh, so, yes, if it's on the spot, but you can't, not more than that. You, know, you can do it when you're, when it's, when you're supposed to be eating it. But it's not... Uh, it, no, that's correct. That's partial. Yeah. But the rush is advising strongly against it. Because he's washing, washing uh, Well, yeah, that's not how the bread's not going to be. Bread's not going to be trade. But the rush is strongly discouraging it. We don't allow it. It's almost like if we have nothing else, we can't somebody shut. What are you going to do? But he's saying it's not a heter because the whole heter is a constant partial, and it might be more dangerous. That's basically what he's saying. So the Rashba himself says, he thinks it depends on the famous Chakira. As I mentioned, Hushim Tuchuyah is not from the Achreinim. It sounds like a Chakira from the Achreinim. The Rashba is saying it depends on whether it's Tuchuyah or Hushim. Now my Shabbat Tuchuyah, now my Shabbat Hushim Tuchuyah. And now my Shabbat Hushim Tuchuyah, now why is this plugged into this Chakira? If it's Hushim, then we can Shecht, and we should Shecht. And the gear he puts in the word beyantif. It's hutch the gamray. You can shach the We don't do it because it's, we don't have shchit in our backyard, but it's mutal gamray. So why not shecht? And it brings a raya. He says the two sugis of two mutra besiba tchuya. It's the same machlekes and it should be the same psach. Not everybody agrees with that. Ramesh and Chuva says the fairish that. You can say what's duchuya by tumah is hutra over here and vice versa, but he connects it. And he gives an example. What's tumah hutra b'tzibur? Again, this thing hutra and duchuya is how far you have to go out of your way to avoid it. So he gives an example. What does hutra mean by tumah? I will add. It doesn't mean the second kais is right on the table. Nobody holds it's that hutra. So it's a question of degree. But there's another one, I can go get it from a different room, a different chabur in the base of Mittish. Nice in the tar, feel about a kaishanitma. Avalamanda, meduchuyahi, machinolan, avela. However, if Shabbos is only duchuya, we should not shecht. We should rather give him the avela. Should say, lechel, the enana, even lishchat loy, shemakam sheish, la basa lechel, la navar anu, la nitche esa Shabbos. Fascinating. So he said, the answer to this question is, hutchu duchuya. Now listen to this. He says, kim duma. Not a clear sugya. So what? It seems like it's not. It's not because of the the rice or the wav or the or skila. It seems to be just because he doesn't get into it. Or he's a, it's interesting. He uses that lush and why should we do it? But let's say he's healthy enough to shecht himself. I think he would still have the. Yeah, yeah, he just didn't get into that. I I did notice that, and uh, he is referencing us versus him. But even if the person himself was doing it. If it's hutra, then why not, again, with the tint of an in the background, why eat nevela? It's mutalagam and shef, so I'll shef. So he would ask, well, it's mutalagam and eat nevela if it's hutra, but that's not so pushed that wouldn't cause tint of That's somewhat of a shayla. Kimduma shalacha gamandamar. So the word kimduma is interesting. We have a Risham talking of it. Deli Risham, the Rashba. He says kimduma. That means this sugya is uh, so famous because there's no clear cut raya one way or another. So that would mean that he would vote for the Nevela. 
So the other option is not the veil over there. What's the next option? And I remember Lagai Lishchad Kivin Shetuchiyas. Interesting, Havamid. He says, "Don't try to Duchiyas means you should get a guy." L'chayra. No, unless you're worried about what the Machab and the Taz are worried about. The next time you go get a guy and cause danger. But L'chayra, if you can knock it down to a drabana, get a guy. No, how can you get a guy? Somebody asked us last night. Get the guy to shecht. So how do you get the guy to shecht? The answer is a guy can shecht if you're a So he said, "Don't get the guy to shecht when you're a minagabai." Kivin Shetuchiyas. That's lie. How do I know that? If it's Duchiyas, why not get the guy? Like the Machaper and the Taz. That's what I mentioned to you last night. Even if you hold the Chuyah, the Rashba says, I think it's the Chuyah. You still shouldn't get a guy. Because next time you're going to think you have to get a guy, and uh, it's going to get dangerous. You're going to waste time. So, so the Rashba Kamad is saying that Beferish, and therefore, if you don't have it in front of you, check yourself. Don't get a guy. If you have it in front of you, I would vote for getting the Nevela. However, the Rosh says, don't get the Nevela because it's dangerous. And the Ran is also going to say, don't get the Nevela for a completely different reason, which I'll get to in a moment. I'm going to introduce the reason now. It's an unbelievable Chiddush. And if you look, before I introduce the Ran, just take a look at the next page. You have a page three there? In the Chutzani, or Nisim. He just has a comment before we lose track of it, on the contrast of Huchu and Duchuya, how far do you have to go out of your way? The Rashba gave an example. I have a kais here, a tame and tar. If too much of a tzibur, even if I have a tarotika kais, I can use the tarotika kais. He's going to show us now. The Rashba didn't necessarily mean it's right here. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Go to the bracket, Vine. Second column in the bottom. Hadduchilika Rashba, ben Duchuya lehutra, aflamandam lehutra, im yesh lafan of heter. It's right there. Because Hutchra doesn't mean it's a free-for-all. It means compared, question how far, it has to be inconvenient, how much of a tircha to avoid it. If it's right in front of you, then perhaps even if it's Hutchra, as Ramah says, get a guy if there's no shash whatsoever, because if there's a guy there, why should you be Mechal Shabbos? Even if it's Hutchra. You're in the base of Mitish, and that general Chabura, that base of if there are kainim or tahar, use them. Ah, it's hutra. The answer is okay. Hutra means that if there's another guy down the block, you don't have to get him. But if the base of it's right here, so use the use the guy's tar. It's a question of how far you have to go and how inconvenient it's going to be. You don't go to the next base of and get a kain. Does that make Rishayin Khan or Mutter? Is nobody right here? means go down the block. How far do you have to go? You don't have to go to the next city. So Duchuya has its parameters, and they admit that sometimes you could just rely on the heter, certainly when it comes to a chayla, a sakana, and the hutra holds that, yes, hutra means you don't have to go out of your way, but if it's right here, then obviously do it the better way. Go to the next page. And I will introduce the Ron because I say the most controversial things at the end. The, can't call the Ron controversial. He says he is side, which everybody brings down in various sugyas that have nothing to do with this. It's a very important side. The Ron says that noticing this tremendous gap between an Issa Skila on Shabbos and an Issa Lav. So what's the contest? Why should you do an Issa The Rashba says, well, if Shabbos is the Chuyah, which he thinks it probably is, then you shouldn't. The Rosh says that we have no choice because he's going to choke on the cheeseburger and it could be more dangerous. Okay. The Ran says, none of the above. 
The Ron says that it's better in your Ruchnius, even if you have to do something that is normally usher, it's better to do one Misa that's usher rather than do multiple Misa. Even if the one Misa you're doing is far worse. There's no comparison between this Eskila and this Alav. It's clear the Shechit is worse. Yet the Ron says the aside over here is you do one Misa Shechita as opposed to 25 Kazesim of meat. And he says, that's what's operating over here. Fascinating concept, which needs clarity and the parameters because, okay, Skila's very severe, a lot of it's also Smalkas, but they're far apart. The Rod says, so what? Do one Shrita, that's you asked last night, is he cooking, he's doing other Yisram? Let's assume he's not. Doing Shrita, and there's a guy here who does the grilling, he just doesn't do Shrita, it's not his thing. Okay, so we have one Maisa of Shrita, the guy's going to eat, kazesim are probably pretty small, he's going to eat three kazesim, four kazesim, so four kazesim, each kazai is one maizachit, each kazai is a separate lav, so four lavin is worse than one maizachila, which Rav Nisim, the next page, is going to explain what that means, but the concept is very fascinating, why should that be so? The answer is, each time you do an Isser, you're being married against the Kodesh Baruch. And he's not being married over here, he's sick, he has a heter. But if you're talking about, you want to qualify or quantify, in this case, the Isser, doing multiple Isserim is worse than doing one. What Duran doesn't say is, well, is it true even if it's only two to one? Two Kazesim? He's not that hungry. Two Kazesim? Two Lavim? Versus one Isser Skiva? Would he say two to one? Is only four to one? Three to one? How about if you have to cook and there's no guy there? How about if it's three to two? Yes, about the they don't they, they discuss it, but that's that's far less push it. What? That's a famous chazal. Be careful with everything. We don't know what Matan Sharon. We know beyond the shadow of a doubt. Skila is worse than a lot. That's as far as the punishment's concerned. The punishment is an indicator of the issue. So Ron, here's not because of this cash. Like, well, this is the case he's dealing with, and he said, "Yes, it's obvious that lav would have been the easier pick, not if it's multiple lavin." But we don't know exactly what the numbers are. We'll pick up on that in Mr. Shem tomorrow night. What?